Jesus, are you okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's a normal noise that people make. <laughs> yeah, if you're like in your 70s. Or if you don't swallow water correctly or seltzer. Yes, then it is normal. Correct. Look, if you're going to cough and it's going to be embarrassing, you may as well just play it up. Make it as embarrassing as possible. Oh, yeah. And do that. Like, <laughs> That's what I do with uh, sneezes. I make sure the whole room, if it's a 1,800-square-foot oh, room, everybody will know. <laughs> I I worked with someone who did that once. Every sneeze was a fucking really? show. Yeah. What's the point? I no hate one, that. Nobody really sneezes like that. I don't know what he what was about, doing. So it depends. So like whether it's at the end or the beginning. Achoo! Achoo! Like you're literally just screaming. And then there are those women that are like... That's you. No, it's not. Yeah. Your sneezes, you hold your sneezes in and then they come out. Not all the time. I just started to hold them in because I would be breastfeeding or I'd have a sleeping baby and I'd need to sneeze and I'd be like afraid to startle them. So I started like like that. Mine aren't cute like those ones. Babies making parents become people they aren't. This yeah, is the, this is the trend. I can't even sneeze properly now because there's a baby. You mean considerate? No, that's not. <laughs> Sneezing is it holding in a sneeze. Remember when your eye recently was all red? Maybe that's why it uh-huh. got all red. Maybe that's why that blood burst into your eyeball and filled it because you maybe. held in a sneeze. Or maybe I orgasm so hard. Maybe. <laughs> You should have brought that up on the masturbation episode. That's I what people have. wanted. People wanted they wanted your routine. They wanted to hear about the tools that you used. Yeah. Well, oh. first step is to always make sure you have a extra can of gasoline in the garage. I feel you make jokes, but I feel as though we really let people down with that episode. They want the raunchiness. You know what? There was there Maybe. were guys. Hold, so, sorry for interrupting, but I just want to set this up. There were guys who probably saw that and thought. I can't listen to this around other people in my family. So they made yeah. a special setup. Thanksgiving night. Everyone and a, went to bed. And, and I'm going to download the episode. They pulled down their pants. Yeah. They wrapped their shoulders in a shawl. And uh, Jack bib. And then they never got what they wanted. They didn't hear about how you use tools to help. You know, I bet they could, if they did come to our episode with that in mind. Uh, I hope that they, you know, they were disappointed and then they just couldn't stop listening because it was so good. And then when it was over, they realized that their pants were still down and like, what a silly thing they were about to do. And they let, and they left our episode with a deeper understanding and insight. Why would it be a, why would it be a silly thing to do? The whole show was about how masturbation's okay. And then at the end, no, the, but how the silly, lesson, you know, like the lesson wasn't for them to look down and see their pants around their ankles and say, oh, not this to is, be ashamed, just to be like, oh, I was going to jerk it. That's silly. This is so interesting. To the stories of Autumn and the tools that she uses. <sighs> First, I, I just, take out a pickle. I like referring to them as tools because. Yeah. I mean, toys. Because they're always toys. Well, it's the same thing. Like, it's a tool to help you. So it is a tool. 
but they have to make it like playful bed. Oh, you're in bed and it's playful. That always freaks me out when people talk about like, oh, kinky sex. It's just play. It's sex play. It's just like little kids playing. Ew. You pull out your husky 15 inch wide mouth tool bag. And inside yep. you've, you've got all the, all the things you need for your craft. Lube. Dilds. <laughs> vibes. Do we see this is this is what people wanted. So <laughs> if they come back and they listen to this week's episode, they're getting a the little treat here. Mm-hmm. I'll give them a groan. Uh... Welcome to one topic where we stick to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. That was some strange cadence you opened up the show with. It's I not- know. <laughs> I think because I had like a little <clears throat> in my throat and I was trying to speak through it. And so I was like moving my. Yeah, it was weird. Sorry. It's funny how something like that is noticeable. It shouldn't matter <laughs> that you can just present it any way you want. But the fact that it doesn't match <laughs> the opening of every other episode leading up to this one is going to throw some people off. Welcome to one topic. My name is Autumn Fisher. My name is Greg Russ. Uh, this is our 100th episode. I don't know if you know that. We've made not, it. We've never missed not one. No, maybe there's sometimes we should have missed an episode. I look back on. But guess what? <laughs> we did. We didn't. Is it, yeah. Consistency. Persistence. These are the yeah. keys. Playing through pain. Sometimes it's not going to be the, your best performance. But all that matters is you tried. And then you that's can, right. You can put that on your tombstone when you die. And as long as the good outweigh the bad. And sometimes, you know, when you think, well, I don't want to do it, and then you end up doing it, you get, like, emotionally raw, you know, content, and that can be okay. For some people. Other people don't like it when we do that. They think, sissies. Yeah. Like, well, then you're in the wrong place. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> you Op- need to go subscribe the to the John Deere podcast or something. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that there are several, sadly, John Deere yeah. podcasts. So anyway, this is the 100th episode, which leads to our topic, numbers. There's a lot of significance placed on 100 for no other reason than it's a nice round number. We could have celebrated 99. We could have waited next week and celebrated 101. But this insistence on, wow, 100, there's no extra meaning to 100. Yeah, and we really are putting a lot of pressure on it because this episode better be good because it's the hundredth. Well, whereas I, if I, we if maybe the pressure should have been on one oh one to say like, okay, we've done a hundred. Now to do more than that has to really ramp up. Thanks for introducing that. I was not thinking that at all. But now it's in my mind and <laughs> you know, it's going to surely affect my performance because I'm going to overthink it. So appreciate it. Autumn. You should name that. You should name that 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 I call it your demon. Well, I really call it your daemon, but your demon inside of you that like just fucks with you constantly. You should name it and then just say hi to it. Be like, oh, there's Cliff. Cliff's the asshole that stops me from doing my best. <laughs> yeah, mine is named Greg. That's the problem. <laughs> oh, but it's it's G H R E G G E. Why? Why would it be that you could have just said it's G R E G G and that was enough hate? It would have been plenty of hate. But then I wanted you to really hate it. You gave it some other name, 
Grogu. Grogu. That's the name. Of the, that's the name of the baby Yoda. I think that everyone can't stand now. The baby Yoda on Mandalorian got a name. Did you know that? No. Pe- Wait a minute. First of all, I want to talk about the name, but then you're saying people don't, can't stand anymore. Everybody loves that little baby. They don't like Yoda. the name. They say the names ruined the baby Yoda. Grogu. Because its name is Grogu. Grogu. And this has become a they, thing. They just are like, it sounds like a baby, like, goo goo. There's outrage. There is outrage on the internet over Grogu. Who cares? Did, did Grogu say its name? No, a Jedi spoke to it through its mind. Oh, that's cool. I want to wa- I think I need to watch that show. Hey, you tried watching something. You got bored. I did. But maybe because of the uh, Grogu, maybe uh, it would really keep my interest more because it's so cute. Greg Greg is so cute. I don't know which episode that is. They're they're going by chapter. Each episode is a chapter. I don't know if it was chapter 14 or 15, but that in itself <laughs> is using numbers. N- numbers dominate. They dominate everything in our lives. It is they everywhere. do. And, and you really don't think about them. Uh, and then you start looking into them and then it really blows your mind. Well, I it think ab- my mind. I think about them constantly. I quantify time. I quantify the passage of time. This is a favorite pastime of mine. Uh, for example, if I'm bored and I have to go somewhere, I count steps. That's uh, a way for me to pass the time and also have a way of understanding what that time represents. Or when I was a kid on the school bus riding home from school, I would take out a sheet of paper and just write numbers. And I knew that once I got to a certain number, I can't remember what it is now, but let's say uh, 1,532, I was close to being home. Wow. And it's a sickness. That's why I played uh, Pogo.com Dominoes. At some point, I'm passing the time. I'm wasting time playing online dominoes. There's better (laughs) things I could be doing in my life. But instead, I know that I'm wasting my time and wasting my life. And then, then I like to see those numbers presented to me. This is exactly how much time you've wasted. Again, it's not the the, t- the amount of time, but it's just the number of games. And it's uh, over 16,000 games of online dominoes. Over how many years? I haven't played in years, but this was probably <clears throat> 2008 to 2015. Oh. So seven years. With a 53% win rate. So thank you very so, much. <laughs> you said 16,000 and then over seven years? Yeah, but I, I can't tell you how much time one game. Well, that's like 2,300 there about 2,285. So 2,285 a year. So divided by months, that's 190 games a month. And several games a day. Yeah, several, okay. You want to do some quick math? I don't know what a game lasted. <clears throat> Let's just say for easy number, 16,000 multiplied by uh, maybe a game lasted six minutes. That's 96,000 minutes divided by 60. So that's 1,600 hours. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Is that a lot? It sounds like a lot. It does sound like a lot. But guess what? You're able to calculate such large numbers and therefore be able to think in this really expansive way because of the number zero well you're just jumping straight into things oh you mean the show well you just want to go straight to the argument of whether or not zero is a number or not zero is what has made it possible for numbers to be so relatable 
before mm-hmm. it was only like scholars and people um, and, and people that were able to un- like to to understand uh how to do math but because of the introduction of the numeral zero the concept was has been has always been around but it was dealt with in this different way and to have a number like 100 had to be like its own special design instead of it just being two zeros added to the one. And uh, then you can put zeros all the way on one side and all the way the other side. And then you can talk about the infinitesimal size of something by putting tiny, putting all those zeros in front, making it tinier and tinier. And so that opened up people's minds to something bigger or smaller than themselves, which is fascinating. Well, in general, and you're saying what zero is a concept, mathematics, which is not what the show is about, but numbers, the basis of mathematics, mathematics in itself is a concept, which uh, it's an abstract concept, which we can get to. I I still would like to set up how numbers dominate our lives on uh, any given day, uh, even outside of people like myself who use them to really just take note of how much time is passing, allowing myself to freak out about gain some control imp- over impending this thing that's happening to doom you. Doom and death, yes. Yeah. It's like I know. If it's I count coming. it, then I can control it. Uh, but that's the thing, you can't control it. And then you wake up in the middle of the night and you're in a panic. And then you just uh say 17 no's to yourself, and that's what it takes to to put that panic back into the box. No, 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 no. Seventeen times. Uh, but in general, it's like uh, people obsess over numbers quite often. It is a it qualifies value or a job well done. And the fact that we talked about this show a hundred in a row to us, wow, you did a good job. The more money you have in the bank for most people, wow, yeah. you did a good job. The more home runs some chump hits on a baseball team who makes way too much of that aforementioned money for playing a game, which is a whole other thing because then the owners actually do make a lot of money. And within the economy of baseball, the players should be paid. That's my argument. But in general, it's a ridiculous thing. The whole thing is asinine. But you know, within that world, the, the, the owner shouldn't be taking all the money. The players do deserve the money. <laughs> but the okay. more home runs you hit... <laughs> You have wow, you have what pathetic a, what dudes. What a weird little hole we were living in for a you second. You have pathetic dudes <laughs> who value their existence by the number of notches they get. Oh, on their, on their bedposts. Yeah, real cool. Yeah, look at me. I've really achieved at life because I've got all these notches. I've ruined my bedpost. <laughs> <laughs> But numbers, yeah. So, you know, moving into what you're talking about, just the basis of mathematics, it is a language uh, that is universal, which is this interesting concept that I don't know enough about to feel confident speaking to it in depth, because I know that there are people who actually have studied math uh, in their Maths. In, in their lives. But it is an interesting thing to me that despite all the different verbal languages we have, mathematics does seem to be understood by everyone, and it also does seem to be a way into explaining existence, the universe, the way things work. And 
you know, there's an idea that if there's other intelligent life out there, it would be exactly the same for them. Their systems may be different. Their their method of counting and numbers mm-hmm. may be different, but it doesn't matter because it's not the system that matters. It's math is an expression of uh, quantification and basic logical concepts. I think it's the thing is the the logic. It is the most logical thing that you can fall into. So if you start playing around in it, the way it progresses, it's going to take everyone down the same path. And, uh, you know, just that depth, which is not that deep on the, the topic, it blows my mind. It's like, is this written into the code of the universe? Maybe it is all a, uh, a simulation of sorts. Yeah. And this is us starting to understand the way the simulation runs. There are no ways to alter it because it needs to be a certain way in order for it to run the way it does run. So it opens yeah. itself up uh, for that kind of exploration. And I do think that, uh, you know, math is maybe the most, uh, well, I'm going to say it's like the best thing that people have maybe invented. Huh. It's just an insane thing to come across and, uh, and to start to play around in. Yeah, I mean, I, I I understand what you're saying, but I think it was just out of necessity, right? Because people were like trading things. Well, it starts simple, yes. Yeah. Just just very simple ways to I explain. I have three of these. It's quantification. Like it, it's just where yeah. the 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 fact that there is a real need to quantify on all levels is as our lives got more sophisticated our maths needed to get more sophisticated with like figuring things out that were a circle, you know, and how to wrap, how, how long to cut something, you know, that's not a a sphere, but we needed to know how to cover that thing. And so in order to not waste the amount of material that we had, you know what I mean? So once we got more sophisticated, then our sort of concepts got more sophisticated. And like I said before, um, it was, it was real simplified stuff for people to do um, before people started. And it was all over the place. Like people were doing things in all different types of ways, um, uh, representing math. Like I think Romans were the big ones with their Roman numerals and things. And then um, I think it was in India that they started to use the zero. And then that changed everything. I know I keep talking about zero because I'm obsessed with it. You love the zero. You did some uh, research before the show and stumbled <laughs> I across. Well, I mean, the... I also looked at other number things, you know, like no, I, I'm, how I'm, the Mayans represented numbers. I'm not things, trying to but... dismiss your love of zero. It's just funny how you've really taken to it. And in general, well, it surprises me. You can have uh, your time. I promise I'll give you the time to <laughs> wax poetic Sorry. about Zero. I just it just surprises me that quite often people aren't that interested in this, you know, growing up when uh, with math and like this is dumb. When will I ever use this? And sure, do you use the higher concepts that come into play that often? No, not as Pythagorean theorem. But but the fact there's this dismissal is like I can't be bothered with such a thing. There's a standard that's been set forth by so many people that when it comes to this, it's it's more interesting to not know. Only nerds I think that people have a similar this. view on vegetables, you know, where it's like, oh, I've grown up with the concept that this is bad. And so now it's like, ugh, Brussels sprouts, you know, and it's like, well, try it. This has bacon and like 
syrup or whatever on it. You're like, oh, it's really good. It's the same thing with math. You're put through school. You're forced. Everyone ha- has this like um, forced standard of how much uh, mathematics you need to progress. And if it's more difficult for you, then you're still held to the same standard as other people. And uh, then you just like hate it. And you're like, it's dumb. Well, I don't understand it. And it's hard. And I'm forced. So it's dumb. And so I never want to think about it again. It's like, I just can't. Like, math's stupid. Did you, you know, fall into that like, camp? Oh, it's interesting. Was that you? Did you not like math? No, I actually loved math. Well, uh, yeah, I I love math. I think it's interesting. It really made, like, and uh, I I loved my physics class, even though I didn't do well. <laughs> um, and I'm not great at, like, concepts of math. That's where I feel like uh, maybe a mix of the... Um, common core would help me because I don't instinctively I can't instinctively give you an answer of like eight plus seven I have to think of eight and then think of seven I have to like count it on your fingers you know what I mean like whereas other people might say like oh okay I know uh you know eight is more than five uh, three more than five and seven two more than five and I know that five and five are ten and so I'm gonna add the and then I know like you're able to I don't know people have these concepts in their brain about how to do things and I never somehow I missed that um but I always enjoyed math a lot I felt like it was a puzzle I loved um having like a uh a library of f- uh f- um formulas in my head to know like which formula makes sense for this issue you know and I I always thought that was really cool but I wasn't great at it but I enjoyed it I think if people actually got a little deeper into it and understood the concepts more than just this is something I need to memorize. So I'll I'll remember this for the time being. I don't even understand why it works this way or how it works this way or the purpose it serves in working this way. That's two things. That's the the teachers uh, uh, being held under a standard of like everyone in your class has to be able to master, quote unquote, this concept. So it's like the teachers then have to be like, yo, memorize this bullshit so that I can say that you passed it or else, you know, I'm not doing doing my job properly instead of like actually getting people to understand it. You know, I think there's a way into it to maybe interest people a bit more. And, you know, it is again when it's boiled down all based on numbers and they come into play again. It's just everything needs to be quantified and people like quantifying things. The number of friends you have online, the number of likes you get. That's your brain. Your brain likes to. I know, but I'm saying that's maybe a way in. That's a way in. You you reach out to these little hellions, these, these dumb, vapid fools who are going through the school system and you, you play on their level, at least at first and talk about how many hearts are you getting on the Instagram? Yeah. You have loaded 78 TikToks in the past five months. How many TikToks on average are you posting each month? How much of your life are you wasting on something that really doesn't matter? Ultimately, sure, you that's your test. End. You know what I mean? Like you make up your own curriculum. You can add that to your test. I think that a lot of the students in your class would think that was hilarious. What that they I'm, would love, Mr. Russ. Oh my God, have you seen Mr. Russ's tests? They're hilarious. No, I mean, I here's the thing. I wouldn't actually relate to them by trying to be cool. I'd be backhanded. I'd be making fun of yeah, them. Yeah, that's the what I'm saying. Live. Like Becky with the short hair. 
But there, there. Kayla R posted this <laughs> last week. She sits next to Dylan. It is something <laughs> that people think about constantly, though. Again, now I think about the most important thing in a lot of people's lives is the number of friends and likes they have online, the number of followers, the number of people they can reach with. How old is your baby? However many weeks old, however many months old, it's all we're we're quantifying everything. Well, with numbers comes power, sadly. Usually, usually the higher you get, the more power you have. Uh, it can apply to age, like you brought up. If if people still, even though things have shifted and youth is what everyone strives for, and they destroy their faces and bodies to try to look youthful, but you know there was a time, there was a time when he's seventy years old, she's she's seventy years old. They're wise, they're wiser because they've lived this long. And maybe there was something more to be said. You got to this point and you weren't killed and you didn't die. Yeah, there was more for people to overcome. Whereas now it's like. Modern medicine and TV and uh, just kind of sitting around. <laughs> I'm actually. You've made it to say. Se- yeah. Remember, that's what we we're saying about birthdays. Birthdays used to be celebrations of like, holy shit. You're 25. You're still alive. The, 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 the average age, I think, in the Middle Ages. No, before the, before the Dark Ages was like 25. And then in the Dark Ages, things got weird. and People live longer, but. And because now, like nothing was happening, but still to say like you lived to 18, that was like, we have to celebrate. You're still alive. You didn't die of some weird flu of a fever. You know, how people used to die of fevers, which is a number in <laughs> itself. <laughs> a fever. <That's> right. <laughs> Here's the set number you should be at. And if you're above this, there's, there's one where power doesn't come into play. <laughs> the higher no. the number there. <laughs> My temperature is the hottest temperature. I've got the hottest body temperature alive. Now it's now birthdays, especially it's just a quantification of the time passing, which again, I I established that I like for whatever reason, but birthdays are the ones I don't because it's just a ticking clock. Getting closer. You don't know for sure. Would it be better to know the age you would die? So it's like, you know, at 87, it's happening. And then it really is a countdown because now it's an arbitrary countdown. Like eh, somewhere around here, probably, but I don't exactly know when. That's a really good question. If you were on like a dating site to sort of gauge somebody and their mindset, you know, to say like, are you an optimist? And you would feel like, no, I, or I don't know which one would be the optimist, but whatever is the one where like, maybe you would, you would live the most you as you can uh, until the date of your death that you know ahead of time. Or if it would just sort of paralyze you in fear or something. It would paralyze me. I think that's yeah, so. uh, that's known. Uh, not the optimist. <laughs> also, you're giving way too much credit to the what, what people want to deal Swipe with left. on dating sites. It's like they don't want to think about anything too deep. I know. Some what did the, you ask somebody about, like a pen or something? No, there was some. I forget. Somebody said once that they like pens, and then I I created little setups of like a pen. I made a little bed, and the pen was sleeping in the bed, or the pen was doing. I got no response just too much they don't they don't so i would see your response of saying like you would be paralyzed with fear and i'd be like "Mm, i don't know but then if you sent me pictures of a pet in a bed people don't like it you're all in love you're rare you're rare people will present themselves as being open to you know things that aren't shallow 
maybe a little more revered. It's like, I want someone to connect with and then they're just looking at the pictures. That's all they're doing ultimately. Yeah. So that's nice to think that maybe people online, because I, I feel as though I put something about actually one of the things I put on a dating profile is that I like to uh, quantify the passage of time and then panic about the passage of the said time. See, I would think of that as sad. And then once you sent me the pictures of the pens taking a nap or something, <laughs> then I was like, oh, it means he's interesting. Well, here we are. Wait, I've got another birthday coming up and I prefer not to think about it. And then that birthday, though, is really going to be no different than the next birthday, which will be 40. So the 39th is coming up and then the 40 in my mind is going to represent so much more. And then the you know what? You know what you could do? Suicide? Just, well, I mean, yeah, that would stop that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that would stop your quantification of time. Uh, you should just stop celebrating a birthday and tr and go to a hypnotist or something and get them to erase your memory of your age. Yeah. Okay. That sounds like a brilliant plan. You can't escape it. No matter if, if the hypnotist actually worked, then sure. But that's a fake thing. It's never going to happen. You can stop celebrating the birthday, but the day still comes. You can't escape the dates because it's all thrown in our face constantly. Months, days, Just be like, years. I don't know how old I am anymore. Just stop remembering. Numbers, Just stop thinking about the number. Numbers on a clock. It's all there. You can't get away from it. So while in theory, this is a nice idea, there's zero way that it would actually work in practice. Well, it wouldn't stop you from noticing time passing, but you may have. All right, Zoloft. That's what I'll, that's, I'll just. Uh, <laughs> yes. Get on the choo-choo train of. Just making life a little easier. We'll see the way that goes. But Choo-choo. Uh, all right, we can move into. I know that you want to talk. How many pills do I take a day? Oh, I take two trust, pills a day. Trust me, when I was taking pills, I always knew how many were left, and that was yeah. always a source of panic. It's like I don't know, I'm getting getting low on these things. You know, it's weirdly, not, um, it's not talk. I wonder. Okay, I, I I wonder too. So I just watched this thing where uh, uh, people used to not have exact measurements of temperature on their ovens. And so, like, in the Victorian era, uh, 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 a recipe would say, like, in a moderate oven. And people used to do little things to, like, test the heat by, like, putting their hand in or, like, sprinkling flour on the bottom. And, like, if it doesn't catch fire, if it just browns, then it's good or something. <laughs> anyway, um, our connection with numbers gets more sort of um, either I guess sophisticated, but maybe more complicated by saying like, it needs to be 375 degrees. It can't be 350, you know, and it's uh, how long does it have to be in there? It says 12 to 16 minutes. Well, you over, know, over time, instead yeah, of just in the past, it was like, I don't listen. Bitches didn't have a timer. You're just like, is it done? I listen to it to hear if it's bubbling or not like great British big show or, you know, there are these other methods. And so maybe before we weren't thinking about, numbers the same way as we do now they, they've surely come into our mindset and our consciousness a lot more because as technology advances it's become more accurate in quantifying things i know you don't follow baseball but the the stats in baseball the way since computers and saber metrics is a thing and this it just the game itself and the room for uh human error or a human understanding of 
different situations. It's all been taken out because it's all so fucking precise at this point. Uh, We've got stats on this so you've person. you've taken away some and, of the the soul. Yeah, I think that's a thing that can apply across the board, not just baseball, but when everything is so precise, I do think you lose something. And for example, in baseball, it's just the fact that every tendency of every player when they're up to bat and they're up to bat in the specific situation and what do they usually do here it's all laid out and then mm -hmm. so you can play to those numbers and you get weird things uh, again i feel weird talking to you about it because i know you don't <laughs> care i mean i do know what baseball is yeah but so, so the you know the positions in baseball in the infield uh yeah. you have first second shortstop third base and then you have a batter up and you know that he always pulls the maybe one percent of the time he doesn't pull the ball so you shift oh. every player over to one side of the means, field but okay when you're swinging the bat if you're a right-handed batter when you're pulling the baseball it means that you're swinging if you if you swung and timed it so you hit the ball exactly as it's crossing the plate the ball will go straight Oh, if you're swinging. It a, oh, like it pulls in one direction or another. Yeah. So if you swing a little, Bang. if you swing a little late, you're going to push it Bang. away from you. And pulling is uh, the same direction you bat. So if you're right handed, you would pull it. But anyway, okay. it, it, I, I feel as though it. So it, instead of having a pitcher or a team that instinctively reacts to what a, a batter may be doing, it's they're studying the other team and their players and what they are doing statistically. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's healthy overall. People do this with stocks now. The fact that you've got like minute to minute computers that are trading stocks and watching mm -hmm. the smallest changes in the stock market. And it's based on all this data that you've collected over the years and understanding the way things work in certain situations. You know how I feel about the stock market to begin with. Uh, don't go back into that hole. Well, no, I mean, just quickly, <laughs> quickly having a new company <laughs> who needs some, you know, backers and some money, uh, you're a small business or a bigger, fine, great. This is a way to do it. A nice system for you to raise some capital. Hopefully the people who believe in you, you can pay them back, but you get to the point where it's just giant corporations making profits of 20 billion dollars a year but then one year they only make 19 and a half billion dollars and that's a failure for some reason because you're not showing constant growth and it's the most ridiculous system and i think that this also plays into that deterioration of what the market should have been or was meant to be it's because now because people get so precise with it it's all over analyzed. And then the people who mm -hmm. on the other end who are subject to the overanalyzation have to adjust their behavior. And then the stress comes onto them and everything is scrutinized more than it's ever been in the past. And I just, I, you know, me quantifying time, the passage of time, uh, not a healthy thing. I think overall, all this quantification, not a healthy thing for a lot of people. The fact that people don't have enough followers online and it makes them feel bad. Maybe yeah. we should blow up numbers. Maybe that's what the point of this show is we should somehow rid ourselves of numbers. What a world where you didn't have to count things constantly. Wouldn't that be a nice existence? A world of zero? <laughs> hey, I love zero. I know. I wanted you to also talk about your love for zero. <laughs> but I, I don't have the same uh, affliction, I would say. When it comes to quantification, I feel like I have a healthy respect 
for what numbers uh, can provide, I don't feel like it's oppressing me with the quantic, like you said, quantification of time and what something has worth uh, because of whatever number it is. Like, I just don't. There's a threshold. I just don't react that same way. There's a threshold. Like just the fact that success in your personal life means two cars and two point six kids yeah. and one and a half dogs and. I don't think about that. I mean, I have thought of those things. Those things are present, but they don't influence me and make me feel bad or good based on. Like, I mean, listen. If I if I posted something and it got like, you know, seventeen million views and went viral or something i think i would be like excited by that but i wouldn't think but i mean honestly at the at the end of it what it's nothing <laughs> i mean unless the unless you start uh, you know like that guy that drank the cranberry juice and sang that fleetwood mac song like he did that one post and now he's like a millionaire or something i don't know how that works but no matter what, if I posted something and it got a lot of recognition, I wouldn't think that I then have more value because of that. You're right. I would just think like, what a cool thing that happened. I'd like and to. When I, and like I was talking about with baking, like I do put things in the oven at a specific temperature, um, but I don't pay attention to how long things are supposed to go on. I smell it. And that's how I determine whether things are done and like put a toothpick and stuff and check it's whatever but especially when you're doing it for yourself why not i think that's a yeah. better way to do it you're relying on your knowledge that you've picked up along the way of gauging yes yeah. and is there a way to do it perfectly sure but if i i i to me it seems what's the point of baking for yourself if there's not some joy in it and if yeah. you're obsessing over doing oh, it. Oh, I have to knead this bread for five to ten minutes. Okay, set a timer. Like, no. Yeah, so I would Just like to. Just get to know what things feel like when they're done. I would like to apologize to numbers. And I know previously I said we should maybe rid ourselves of it. It's the people. Yeah. It's the people and what they do with numbers. That's where the problem lives. There's such importance assigned to all these things. Numbers can just exist. Numbers help us understand the universe. Yeah. Which, again, it is the, the if you take higher levels of math calculus, algebra, all of it, and you can actually start to understand the way the universe works, or you can see where you don't understand things because there are gaps there. Like, I don't understand this yet. I don't know how this fits into this. But once we do figure that, it will know because it's the only way that this equation will work. Uh, again, it's a logical progression. There's only one way things can work. Otherwise, it falls apart. And that in itself, I do think, is uh, a cool thing. And I, I also think that that's maybe why, uh, if it's a language of the universe, it's why people also then move into things like numerology and apply significance and uh, mysticism when it doesn't belong. It's like, well, numbers obviously are present in our universe, so therefore, yeah. I'll take the number. Here's, here's what we'll do. So my name is Greg. And uh, we'll take Greg, what's G? What letter of the alphabet is G? Seven? Seven. 
seven and then R, whatever that is, we don't have to figure it out. Then E, and then we'll add it and we'll get a number. And then your yeah. number will be that. And then you can, if you like someone, you can do the same thing. And then we can compare those two numbers. And then the, the meanings of those numbers, it's something we made up. It's actually not anything real. It's just some things, some people sat and they said, oh, five means this and an eight means this. And I'll tell you right now, the five and the eight aren't really going to be too compatible because the five really is a person who loves autonomy. And the eight is a person who wants to settle down and meld with it. But so it's not going to work because your names... <laughs> What the fuck did you just do? It's yeah. a, this is it's all over the place. It's about like dates to do things. We shouldn't do things on this date because if you add these two numbers together and then subtract it by the year, then you get a weird number and that number's not lucky for me because my life sign is a 6 and so like it's Yeah, even <laughs> even the number 13 wherever right? <laughs> Where did I know that there's a story behind why 13s become unlucky? And it's just something I've never even looked into, surprisingly, because a lot of times I want to know why people are idiots and, and where it came from. But yeah, the number 13, everyone said, why? Most people probably don't even know why. This is, that's a, I, none I've, of us know why. I've just made a valid point. Lucky uh, number seven. I don't know why. Don't know. Yeah, I don't know why 13, but most people have jumped on board. No, 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 that's not good. Why is it not good? Why don't you tell me? Uh, uh, yeah. And seven, like you said, lucky number seven. These things are born out of something. Oh, mathematicians and scientists, meanwhile, point to the preeminence of the number 12, often considered a perfect number in the ancient world. <laughs> so 12. All right. That's just, that's assign that to 12 now. It's perfect. If you, uh, if an early myth surrounding the origin of the fear involved one of the world's oldest legal documents, the Code of uh, Hammer. I know I've said I know this word, and I'm afraid I'm going to say it wrong. Hammurabi, which reportedly omitted a thirteenth law from its list of legal rules. In reality, the omission was no more than a clerical error made by one of the document's earliest translators who failed to include the line of text. In fact, the code doesn't numerically list its laws at all. <laughs> Okay. There you go. And this has become a thing. People have attached significance to it and they don't even Ancient question. Egyptians considered the number lucky. Uh, 13 was lucky. While others have simply swapped numbers as the base of their phobias. Four is an, <laughs> is avoided in much of Asia. Uh, 80% of high-rise buildings in the United States do not have a 13th floor. And the vast majority of hotels, hospitals, and airports avoid using the number for rooms and gates as well. But in much of East and Southeast Asia, where tetraphobia is the norm, which I think is the sphere of numbers, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find much use of the number four in private or public life, thanks to similar sounds for Chinese language and Chinese-influenced linguistic subgroups, words for four and death. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. There it is. Look, this stuff is interesting to look into and to okay. understand where it, it came from. But it's all made up. Yeah. People want, the human brain wants patterns. You know what I mean? So we're going to not notice uh, all the shitty things that happen every other Friday. And then Friday the 13th, we're like, oh, that's why that happened, because it's that day. But only on a Friday. The 13th happens every week. We should just drop 13 from our months. Let's not even have 13. And then would that make our leap years every other year? <laughs> if we did that. 
Well, how many days? So you at that point you'd lose twelve days a year. Twelve days a year. Okay. There's fifty. There's uh. Test your math two. skills. All right. Hold on. So we'd lose twelve days a year. There's fifty-two times. Every four years, you have to add an additional day. Minus twelve. So three hundred and fifty-two days in a month. I mean, in a year. Here, twelve divided by point two five forty-eight. Is that right? See, now you've got us. What, what are we doing? <laughs> what is this? Every four years, you have to add an additional day. So that means each year we're short by a quarter of a day. So oh, if, yeah, yeah. if each year you lost 12 days, you'd be adding many. It's just stupid. You would just add. No, 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 no. We're dumb. Look, all you'd have to do is add a day yes, to every calendar. That's Every what, month. That's what I was just So November would have 31 days yeah. and December we would just, have 32. We just spent way too much time and the <laughs> numbers have made us look dumb. Listen, people were on this journey with us. No, they were, people were screaming from the get-go. Oh, good. You morons is what they were saying. You absolute idiots. But I can tell you what numerology has to say about the year 2021 if you care to okay. know. Well, first, before, I want to tell you your numerology your personal numerology. Okay. Your life path is six. I don't even like six. I like odd numbers. Oh, no. Well, let me well, tell you you're this. you're six. Let, six. Let's do let this. Sorry, tell- sorry. Let's do this quickly. Uh, okay. Number one, I don't like. Two, I like. That's an even number, but I like two. Uh, I was, it's not really. I guess maybe it is tied in my birthday. Two, two, 82, whatever. I like two. Three, I like. Four, I hate. Five, I like. Six, I hate. Seven, I don't really care about. Eight, I like. That's an even number. Nine can go to hell. Arbitrary. Just random feelings about numbers. Yeah, so it's actually not even just. I prefer odd numbers for whatever reason. Uh I like that they can't be cleanly divided. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I totally agree with this. uh, Anyway, six. Yeah, I I don't know if I agree (laughs) with this description of your life path number that you were assigned responsible caring self-sacrificing protective helpful compassionate obliging and then all of those slavish all wait all of those when go yeah, run, yeah, th- yeah. run through those again responsible caring are you checking these check uh self-sacrificing protective helpful compassionate obliging and slavish yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just obliging and slavish. I don't, I don't know. And compassionate. I'm comp- I'm highly compassionate. You're highly compassionate to people you know and care about. No, and, no, and on an individual strangers level. on the street that you hiss at. I don't know if you're that. Compassionate. I'm not compassionate to people who don't hold it for anyone else. The moment you're not thinking about your what about existence. What about a child? A, a child should be, the, the child suffers the consequences of the parent who neglects the child and allows the child to run around in a zigzagged pattern and get in the way and then say, oh, it's so cute. Is No, your child is not so cute. so compassionate. Well, that's the child. <laughs> one of the first things you should teach a child is you're not the only fucking creature in existence. That should be the very first lesson that any child is taught. You're not the only creature in existence. Now learn this and then we'll move right, on from there. That is the foundation of your existence. But people don't do it. Let the child be. No. Your personality number is a five. You probably like to have a lot of freedom and variety in your life. And you often change up how you show yourself to others. 
That's why I have so many pairs of glasses. Anyway, what's yours? I don't, let's not talk about this one anymore. Because you put me in a spot <laughs> where you claim that I'm not compassionate, where I'm highly compassionate. And I think about the plight of people and how people are suffering. And it's the other people who don't deserve the compassion just because most, the 86% of people out there are junk. All right, I'm a nine. My life path number is a, is a nine. Idealistic, political. No. Aloof. No. None of these. Confident. You're aloof. <gasps> Sophisticated. You are aloof. I am? Yeah, we talked about this before. Your whole, uh, for a long time, your existence was just, I don't think about these other things. Oh, My yeah. My life's fine. And I, now I'm existing in a way that can be aloof. And I am okay with that. Uh, romantic, open-minded, generous, arrogant. You agree? A little. You shouldn't. It calls me, I'm nine, which means I'm the humanitarian. Your intuition, worldliness, and compassion are your greatest strengths. You are deeply generous, empathetic, and wise beyond your years. You'd make a great social worker, travel agent, or coach. Romantic matches are twos and sixes. If you want to make no money, because as we've already established, <laughs> the more money you have... The more successful you are, <laughs> social worker, travel agent. My all of this is personality made up. number it's, is a six. You are very likely, or you are likely a very responsible person by nature, but that doesn't mean you don't like to have fun or enjoy your life. It's all made up. We could make up all this bullshit. Your that, birthday number is one. Did. You are ambitious and motivated, no matter what your the career you pursue. Pursue you excel in situations where a fast, decisive action is needed. This is you? Yeah. <laughs> it really could just say, like, it's always the same stuff. You know, it's like, you like to be on time, but sometimes you give yourself the space to be late. <laughs> it's like... You take care of your body, but you also like a night with ice cream, like Ben and Jerry's and friends. <laughs> it's the same thing as pot. Now that pot's become legal many places, and right. when people try to sell it, they talk about all the things that it helps it's like fatigue helps with your appetite, helps ADHD, helps anxiety, and all the different mm -hmm. strains, they list exactly the same thing. Also, all the things that they say that it could cure or help with would make it the, a wonder drug. And I know some people yeah. view it that way, but it's, no, it doesn't not solve all these this problems. This is good for people who wear glasses. But this is Whereas the same. This one's good for people who have contacts. This is. This is the same thing. These people, they put these Do profiles together. This they put the perfect. They put the you, profiles though. together, and then they just uh, <laughs> throw a bunch of characteristics out there, and then it's some, yeah, sure, and then some are no, that's not it. But these other ones are there, so therefore they're kind of on the right path. Uh, twenty twenty one numerology year five. This is what because the two zero two one add those together, you get Ooh, five. I we get often it. feel freer during numerology year five. We often feel freer and more able to make the changes that we have been thinking about for a long time. We will pursue new initiatives and could even feel like we're growing wings. Curiosity and desire for freedom will be present, present as will the desire to go beyond our limits. Okay. I don't know if this was written after COVID or if it's just a nice coincidence, but a lot of people will read that like, yes, because this last year, 2020, we were so yeah. restricted. Wow. And they're going to buy into this junk. And then it's going to be a more numerologist at the county fair next year. When things do open back up, they'll be sitting there at their table and people will go listen to this person who decided on a whim that they're a numerologist now. Uh, Ooh, not that, not, 
not that there should even be training because there is zero training to be had because it's a fake thing. But uh, the fact that the person just says says that they're this now and they present themselves in a booth yeah. and they collect people's and people will it's buy the people into with the tarot cards. It's the same group. Oh, you got the seven of cups. That's good do these people deserve <laughs> compassion on them these people who rip other people off who take their money to add to that number you know as the humanitarian i think that i just want to reach out to those people and just take them under my wing shake them to death what the hell are you doing that's what i'd like to do I mean, how many times this? would you do it that's different for different people okay count them i could write a book the number of shakes for to, each to, to kill <laughs> Depending on your uh, profession. And oh, oh, you could come up with all kinds of numerology just to, like based on how annoyed you are by them. <laughs> that's not, that's actually zigzag child walker. This is another thing that you bring up an interesting point. People work on scales. Where are you on a scale of one to ten with your annoying yeah. humanity? I'm at a ten and the rating system for restaurants. Sure. And movies. Oh, it's uh, this place got four and a half stars. Oh, that's good, right? No, it's out of ten. It's like it changes everything. If you think four and a half stars, you're like, oh, that's good. You think it's five. No, it's out of ten. Oh, it changes everything. It's a five-star restaurant. Oh, well, out of 89. (laughs) Oh, numbers mean something. (laughs) Thank you, numbers. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna. I, I'm sorry that I haven't given you the time that you would like to focus on zero, so you can help wrap us up by uh, the non-number zero, the number that isn't really a number. So I would argue that infinity is more of a <clears throat> concept than zero, because zero is the absence of something, where infinity is the ever-present. Uh, uh, appearance of something <laughs> uh, the absence of nothing versus like the forever of something okay. um but yeah um once you once you look into listen you can do just a tiny bit of research just google i'm sorry just put in like youtube about the concept of zero and it's so interesting what'd you learn i want to hear some of your findings well the way that people like i said in the beginning the way that people dealt with the the you know having like a hundred of something or having 20 of something how they had to deal with that um it used to just be um like a if it was recorded in any way it was just like a dot because it was representing nothing um but then eventually it turned into the circle that we know because people were using like stones on the ground to sort of communicate with each other about you know how much of something they were doing and when they lifted up the stone to take it away to make it zero it left like a circle in the ground and so they started using that as a way to represent nothing and then um once like people in india were uh, like the scientists in india were they were more focused on really interesting sort of philosophical uh, uh, ways to use math and the number zero, the new number zero, where like the way it was traveling across Europe and things like people in like the Romans were using it to like count dead bodies and stuff. But like the Indians were like 
creating, um, uh, communicating with each other how much space you need to plant flowers for this goddess and stuff. It was really interesting. But they were also doing things like calculating the um, circumference of the earth because they were understanding more about the universe and where and our place in it not with telescope, but just like understanding like the curvature of the earth and understanding how much that is because of the number zero, all of this, all of these things were happening. All of these like big concept ideas were happening like way before um, we, the, the sort of like mm, the, the fathers of astronomy. I just think that's really interesting. And uh, I didn't know that until I looked up the history of zero. I don't uh, have much to say on zero. I haven't spent much time thinking about zero. I do just remember people Save saying, my zero. I, I remember people saying, what's your favorite number? And then there'll always be someone who says zero. And then someone, that's not a number, which, <laughs> which it's not. It's a representation of nothing. And it's interesting. Which is a number. It's which, a numeral. No, zero is nothing is not a number. If we're talking about numbers being system of quantification, then zero is not part of that because there's nothing to quantify at that point. But it is interesting it, that it opens the door to many other things because then you need the contrast. What does one mean if, if, if nothing isn't a thing, then it doesn't mean anything. Well, it can be, you know, the space in between negative one and one. And then it's more of a concept. But if you're talking about it, it being included in something that's point zero 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 one, then it is those are numbers. It's a number. Yeah, it's compared, though, to one. How close to one are you? Zero, zero. I, Your point I, zero, zero, zero. I, hear yeah. what, I, I know what you're saying. I'm not trying to argue this. It's just not something I know much about, so I can't speak to it too deeply. But, I mean, the fact that zero was a thing, when they, like, I don't have any, nothing. Yeah. None. How do I represent that? None. And yeah. then to, well, say, there was, it was to our, say 100 or, or 200 or 2,000 without zero, we would have to have a special numeral for that. Introducing Instead it. of it just adding a zero to a thing to, to, to make it 10, 10,000, 10 million, you know, whatever. One zillion, which is not even a number that people like to throw out there. It means a lot. It's just trillion, right? Trillion's the high. Yes. In terms because then you of, get like 100 trillion. Yeah, then you start to get into these other things. Trillion may be the highest. I think so. Mm, quadrillion. What's a quadrillion? That's a, that's one. Quad, that's four trillions. <laughs> <laughs> that's four trillions. Trillion number of zeros. Is it trillion? Four, quadrillion? And we've just changed it? Trillion is 12 zeros. Quadrillion zeros. I bet you it's. 15. Trillion. The next name number after trillion is quadrillion, which is the one with 15 zeros after it. One comes after. I uh, bet you, I would bet, just based on my linguistic knowledge, that it uh, used to be what? You're, that it used to be quadrillion. What idiots. But, uh, no, what? I wouldn't go down that path. I would just stay away from it. Okay, what happened? It's because, not real. Well, just in general, talking about trillion being the biggest. No, trillion's only three on the list. It's million, billion, trillion, quadrillion, quintillion, sextillion, septillion, octillion. But that's not, all trillion. That's all trillion. No, it's not. There's no trillion there. It's illion. They're saying quad sept. No, they're not. Million. Million ends with in, eon, billion, trillion, quadrillion. They're all, no. What's after quad? 
after quad is quintillion, which is five, and then sext, it goes into the, and then you get all the way up to Googleplex, which is referenced but, in, which is referenced in Back to the Future 3. But trillion, I, I, no, okay. I'm just, don't argue this. All right. You're done. Skewer's number is one times 10 to 130 power. <laughs> <laughs> Skewer's number. I'm looking at this chart. You should here. I'll, I'll Bill Bill Skewers. I'll send you this chart and this ta- this chat right now, and you can look at okay. it. Okay. I was just trying Let's to protect you. We're gonna post it on our Facebook. I was just trying to protect. I wasn't trying to shut you down. But it's like I know that you're going down a path. It's like uh, we're both wrong. Wow. So there you go. Novembdecillion. Octadecillion. Googleplex skewers number. All right, I'm going to look into, oh, wow, skewers number. <laughs> and on what that. What a weird, duo, duo trigantillion. And on that note. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. All right, we're going to post this chart. And I'm also going to post a video about uh, the concept of zero because it's really interesting. Thank you for listening to how many minutes have we been talking? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Look at the thing and tell me. But it's gonna. There's. We got to add music. Don't ruin my thing. Tell me. We're gonna. We have to add music at this. Oh my point, god! Just and tell it's gonna me the add. That's happening. So no. It, at this point in recording, we're at one hour and one minute and five seconds. All right. And thank you for listening 60. to sixty-one minutes of one topic. We hoped you liked it. I hope you go and give us five stars. And yeah, because my worth is based on the number of stars you give us and ratings. Uh, he uh, uh, Greg likes to see the number of ratings increase because that uh, justifies what we're doing and signifies our worth to you. So please do that. Go purchase with money that you can count uh, from our Hoff, our, our sponsor, HoffandPepper.com. You can get 15 percent off of a one or many bottles at maybe a skewers number of hot sauce bottles for your many uh, centillion Googleplex family members. Thank you. Greg. Hey, Autumn. Do you like hot sauce? You know, I do like hot sauce, but I'm getting pretty bored of my regular Texas Peter Tabasco. I'm looking for a local sauce without Mm. any additives or extracts, a company that uses local peppers so it's as fresh as possible, and a company that really cares about the integrity of the sauce and where their ingredients come from. Definitely. And hey, while we're at it, I don't want a sauce with too many ingredients. Mm -mm. You know, a lot of other sauces out there, they have all kinds of fillers. So I'd love to find a sauce with, I don't know, what? Let's say no more than five ingredients. I mean, it's crazy, but there's gotta be a company out there that hand processes their sauce. You know, bottling and labeling every bottle themselves. I'm probably asking a lot. Well, you really are, but there is a hot sauce out there who only uses five ingredients. What? zero fillers, additives, or extracts, 
and who bottles, labels, and packages everything themselves. It's called Hoff Sauce. What? They're a small batch hot sauce company out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, that's won best Louisiana style sauce in the country. How many times? Not once, not twice, three times. Three times! How does that sound, Greg? I think that sounds amazing. You know how you can get your own bottle of no, hot sauce? No, no, tell me please now. Hoffandpepper.com. And not only am I giving you the gift of the best hot sauce that you'll ever taste, I'm going to give you 15% off if you use the code 1TOPIC15. Hold on, that's... Yes, get a pen and paper. 1TOPIC15. Good. That's O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-1-5. All squished together at checkout. You'll get 15% off your order and your life will be better. Thank you. You're welcome. Welcome.